News Talk On Demand. Interruption free audio where you want it, when you want it. 746, good morning. Gerald Bowman in for Brent Lokes right now. Minus 36, wind chill 48. Looking for a daytime high. Guaranteed high, minus 28. All powered by Flow Right Mechanical. Cancellations, Prairie Spirit School Division, all buses. Saskatoon Public School Division, all buses. Saskatoon Greater Catholic School System, all buses cancelled for today because of the extreme cold. For many, they will re-examine the situation at noon and just to see what it's supposed to be like once again for Saskatoon, minus 28 this afternoon. Wind chill still dangerously high at minus 39 degrees. Um, Wes McCauley. NHL referee Wes McCauley. This guy is a classic. He uh, he's a He's a great ref, by the way, but he's Always in, always talking more or less. Always in communication with the players during the game. Um, he's their buddy, you know, and he's he's talking to the bench while the game is going on, that sort of thing. And he's also well well known for when he makes the calls, right? When a goal is scored or if there are penalties. Well, here's some examples. After reviewing the play, it was determined that the puck completely crossed the call line. Ice not working. There we go. Oh, there it is. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. No goal. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got a goal. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Well, Wes McCauley was at it again last night. Here's the scenario. Detroit Red Wings taking on the San Jose Sharks. Two guys went at it. Here's the call. For fighting. Love Wes McCauley. I always, at the start of the game, I'm always curious as to who's going to be doing the game. I always hope it's Wes McCauley. Detroit, 21 San Jose. Both guys, For fighting. CKOM News Time is 7.48. 7.51. Good morning, Gerald Bowman for Brent Lokes. Once again, just a reminder that Prairie Spirit School Division, Saskatoon Public, Saskatoon Catholic, all buses canceled for this morning because of the extreme cold. John Gormley now joins me. How the the square tires this morning? You made it in? Oh, boy, that's a chilly. Oh, let me just do that. There we go. Yep. Well, that's a chilly morning. And, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's funny. There's a guy who I've met, uh, moved here this summer from the U.K., mm. and I caught him outside a couple of weeks ago just with, like, with a light sweater thing on, yeah. and it was, like, minus 15, minus 20. I said, that didn't take you long to get acclimatized. And I've been teasing him. And I haven't bumped into him through this last couple of weeks, and I'm going to ask him just what it's like this first winter in Canada. Well, for the last few weeks, we've had a special visitor from Australia in our house. His name is Oscar. Oscar uh, goes to the same school as my son down in the U.S., so they're up. They've got a few more days oh, before nice. they head back, and it was just the inconvenience and the expense of getting back to Melbourne was just too much. The family said, you know, by just stay up there. Keep if me here for Christmas, so so yeah. we, he came up for Christmas, but for Oscar, well, for instance, right now it would be probably roughly a 72 degree difference because we're minus 36. Celsius. Yes. Minus 36 <laughs> here. And it's plus 36 in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia right now. So <laughs> as I mentioned before, good on you, Oscar. He's been a trooper. He's gone skiing. He's gone some sledding. Yeah. I think he's done a bit of ice fishing as well, but, uh, 
he, he's hanging in there. But uh, I know it's it's, well, it's character building. That's Boy, what it is. Yeah, yes. that's it. Resilience. Yeah, right. can't get, those two can't wait to get back to the uh, the warmer climes of North Dakota. I guess <laughs> for next week. Um, later this morning, eleven o'clock, and we'll have it here live on six fifty CKOM. Our education minister, Dustin Duncan, uh, alongside of Chief Medical Health Officer Dr. Sakib Shahab, will have a uh, COVID update. Now the education minister involved with this. What are we possibly anticipating? You know, I don't have a clue. Mm. I mean, every one of the usual suspects is out. Uh, the NDP and all of their aligned unions, mm. the Federation of Labor, SEIU, QP, Sun, yeah. uh, the STF, the Teachers right. Union, all of them are in the NDP umbrella. So they've been doing a full court press. You know, kids shouldn't be going back to school. Uh, you ask parents and you look at the Omicron. Again, we're getting away from numbers now to hospitalizations and serious illnesses. Uh, the Omicron numbers change everything. So are we at a situation where we shouldn't have gone back to school? I don't think you're going to see the minister do that. That would be a pretty major reversal after one day yeah, back once, in class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what you're going to see today, and I, I could be mistaken on this, is kind of a setting out of the benchmarks. You know, here are the numbers the province has. Here are the numbers the province is looking at. If X number of schools have X number of, you know, of cases. Uh, if the school board has this concern, it's kind of, I think, a walking through of what button opens what door. Okay. That's the yeah. sense I'm getting. But again, I could be mistaken on this, and I think it's anybody's uh, speculation. So we won't do that uh, in the run-up to 11 o'clock. Yeah, 11 o'clock right here live on 650 CKOM, the education minister and the chief medical health officer. Um, let's look ahead. 2022... Politics-wise, like any a crystal ball, like maybe at the federal level, provincial level, um, what are we anticipating maybe for the coming year? I think well, the uncertainty that, and, and boy, we're now into another wave. We were looking so forward to, to 2022 being the time, and we are going to power through this thing. I mean, and again, you don't get around it, you don't get over it, you mm -hmm. get through COVID. Yes. Uh, but the uncertainty that's engendered in all of that. I think there's very much in the political class a steady-as-she-goes kind of approach. Nobody does anything too dramatic. So uh, for people who are you know, hoping or wishing for some big sea change, you know, will Justin Trudeau step down as a liberal leader? Well, why would he? Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll be a continuation. Will there be some you know, cataclysmic event provincially? Doubtful. Uh, there aren't elections scheduled in either provincial yeah. or federal jurisdictions, so you're not going to see kind of the pre-election positioning. Uh, I think very much it's going to be, just like we talked about, getting the, getting the political class to where the public is. And my sense, and I get this reinforced every day, the public is ready to move through COVID. Make sure there's the appropriate hospital care. Make sure it's there. But this whole world of waking up every morning uncertain and second-guessing mm -hmm. everybody, uh, that's really drawn short. On the show for today? A little bit more of that. Okay. We'll talk uh, with, actually, uh, we'll go a little further in advance of 11 o'clock with the minister, but also Brooke Dobney's going to be with us, business prophet Edwards at the U of S, on the nutrient dealings. If you have a scorecard on what's going on at the <laughs> world's largest fertilizer company based in Saskatoon, Canada, uh, you're better than us. Uh, Chuck Magro... The CEO disappears back in April of uh, 2021. One-line news release on a Sunday afternoon. The chair of the board has yeah. moved over across and become the CEO. 
highly irregular in governance principles, and that, of course, is Mayo Schmidt, who had been a CEO yep. of a number of firms. Now, Mayo, between April and today, one-line news release, he's gone. So what's going on, and what does this do to investor confidence? We'll chat with Professor Dobney at 8.30. Yeah, Gormley, right after the 8.30 news.